Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. People who are in church, I wonder, I think it's pity that causes it. They would stand till I say you can be seated. So you can just, you can just be seated. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Um, if you're joining in, you know, like our custom is, would encourage you to put this online. You can share it on your stories, your WhatsApp stories, your Insta stories, your whatever. Share with your friends, your loved ones, people that you know need this teaching. Um, send to them individually. I'll put it everywhere. We are talking tonight about how to know God's will and making a marital decision. How to know God's will and making a marital decision. For the past um, two weeks now, we've been talking about the voice of God. And then, um, because of the peculiarity of the season that we are in, we streamlined it um, or, or where, where relationship and marriage is concerned. And that's the focus. And again, these things are applicable. You can literally use it for any area of your life. All right? You can take it, what you've learned. You can use it for your relationship, your finances. You know, being led by God is not only specific for just relationship. We're just streamlining it because of the peculiarity of the season that we are in. Remember what I shared with you the other time or what I say? Every service, midweek service, always have a writing material your journal your notepad your phone your ipad whatever it is so that you can always write all right it's he that hears the word and does the word that gets the fullness of all that there is in the word of god glory be to god hallelujah all right so tonight we continue again um by the way Happy Valentine. Um, I hope you had a good night and a good time and a good Valentine. I hope you had fun. I hope you, you went out to your boyfriend. Those who didn't go out with, with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, don't worry. Um, by this time next year, the God of Valentine would have visited your household. <laughs> Amen. You know, I've always thought about so many things, how we celebrate, ah, not tonight, yeah. not tonight, but it's good. Happy Valentine again, and um, let's get down to, to the business. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask that your power will come to us tonight unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic influence or activity. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the people under the sound of my voice would learn and unlearn and be taught the uncompromising word of truth in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. All right, turn your Bible with me to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, how to know God's will in making a marital decision. Tell five people around you, those watching online, please use your seatbelt. Um, tell them, just please use your seatbelt. Use your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Let's just assume we are on 
your flight mode on the air. So just use your seatbelt. Call them out. If you see people online there, call them by their name and say, please use your seatbelt. Use your seatbelt. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2 then says, And be not transformed, and be not transformed, conformed, pardon me, to this word, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, renewing of your mind, that ye may be, that ye may prove what is the good acceptable and perfect will of God. Now let's open the amplified version and after the amplified version we're going to open um, the TPT version. He says I appeal to you brethren therefore brethren and beg of you. No let's go to verse 2 because of time. Verse 2 verse 2. It says do not be conformed to this world this age fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs but be transformed changed by the entire renewal of your mind by this new ideals and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you and let's open the TPT version, which will be the last one we're going to read. Verse 2 again. Verse 2. All right. One, two, ready. I read. It says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Let me read it again. It says, stop imitating the ideals, the opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. It then says, this would empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Now, let's stay on the scripture. Please don't change it. You, um, you can increase the screen back, but I would just walk with this one media. Now, if you look at, thank you, if you look at the scripture, let's dissect it one after the other. Tonight, we are talking about how to know the will of God in making a marital decision. And this is one question that I get to be asked all the time. Um, Sir, I have two people in my life. This one has, this one has that. And you know, when you are a Christian, you now fall in the dilemma of both of them are spiritual. Both of them love God. Both of them are this. Both of them are that. What then do I do? How do I know who I should spend the rest of my life with? But if you look at what the scripture says to us in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, it says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture. Media, give yourself. It says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. And so this means that there is an expectation from God that the imitations of this world or the ideals of this world or the culture of this world as believers and as Christians 
We are not supposed to take those things, hook, line, sinker, fisherman and his fishing pole, and just take it and begin to imitate that. What this scripture is saying is that this culture, these ideals, this opinion might sound truth in the people on the earth, but it's in itself not the truth. Let me give another example for that. When people say love at first sight, it is really not love at first sight. In my own opinion, it is actually lost at first sight. Because when we understand the true definition of love, you would understand that love is not at first sight. Love is who you are at any sight of anybody that you see. Because the decision of love, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, is a nature of God. So there's nothing called love at first sight. You are love. So if you say that you love somebody at first sight, so maybe what you should be saying is that you lost at first sight. Not really love. So love is not to come into. It's who are. Glory be to God. But the ideals of this world, the culture of this world, the opinions of this world, the, 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 the mindset of this world is that you can just see somebody and then all of a sudden you say, wow, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. You've always been in love. The moment you got born again and you have the very nature of God, which is love, then you have always been in love. Now, the greatest decision is how to walk in love. How to express that love nature that you are. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. That's one example. Because people say, oh, I, I just, the first day I saw him, I just love that. While it is true, that first day you meet somebody, you can actually feel a certain way or certain attraction to somebody. But the concept of the first day you just fell in love, your head just ran over heels. It's an opinion of the world. Given to you by movies, given to you by music, given to you by pop culture. Opinion of the world. Now scripture say right there that do not be, stop imitating. The problem is that the opinions will not change. That's what the scripture is saying. It's not going to go away. The problem is you. It's you who is imitating the opinions. Because the opinions will not change. The cultures will not change. It then went on to say, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. So the real decision of marriage is not the culture or the opinion of the world. The real decision of marriage here is made by the inward transformation of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what he's saying right there. That the change is by the inward transformation of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's keep going. He says what will happen is through a total reformation of how you think. So what happens for you then is that the Holy Spirit now begins to change your mind, redesign your thoughts on how you think. Glory be to God. He says that this would empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his, in his eyes. Now, there's something Kenneth Hagin had taught us, and I'm not going to just waste some more time because I have so many things I want to share tonight. So many things. And if you look at the scripture, there are things you can see here. You can see the good, you can see the permissive, and then you can see the perfect will of God. You can see the good will of God, you can see the permissive will of God, and then you can see the perfect will of God. Let me tell you something. 
the best place you can always be at any point in your life is the perfect will of God. Let me give a very good example. You know, one time, while, when I was in, in secondary school, a geography teacher taught us something. I think there was a teaching on the tornado. And that thing never left my mind. It stuck with me forever. It said that the tornado is this wild wind just rushing together like this. It says, you know, when the tornado begins to spin, as you know, it begins to attract many things to itself. It's turbulence, the dirt, the sand, everywhere. It's all, you know, trouble. But the, my, 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 the, 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 geolo- the geography teacher said something that struck my mind that day. It said that at the very small spots of the, the tornado, that formation spot, because you know that it starts circles like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. You know what I'm talking about? That lowest spot there is the most silent, most still spot in all of the tornado. Because that is the anchor of all the, you know, busyness that you are seeing of that tornado. So what we want to teach you tonight is how to hear the voice of God, how to be still in the midst of all of these issues, particularly when you have several options presented to you. How to know God's perfect will for your life. And every single time in my life, I always want to be at the perfect will of God. Not the permissive will of God. Not the one where God says, well, you have forced yourself to do. Then God has no choice but to help you in it. No, I want to be at the perfect will of God. It means whatever is in the heart of God for me is what I want to walk in part time. And there's no other way to do that than to learn how to hear the voice of God. Scripture says, my sheep hear my voice, but the voice of the stranger, they would not follow. Now, before we start talking about a decision that you need to make where relationship is concerned, the problem is this. You see, the Bible says that the foundation be destroyed. What can the righteous do? If you don't know the right decision to make, because you see, if you have 100 decisions to make, what you ought to do is that you are supposed to start ejecting things one after the other. There's a substitute. Is it substitution formula? Elimination. You begin to eliminate options. Okay, this one out of the way. This one out of the way. So it's then easier for you to make the accurate decision. So before I get into how to hear the voice of God, you know, for the decision you need to make, if I need to marry Bola, or I need to marry Ochuko, or it's Giringori, or it's Aston Atten Martins, or I need new names, or I'm running out of names. You can't give me names. Who wants to give me names? Let me, Vanessa. Because it's men I've been calling. I've not been calling women to this church. Um, Vanessa. I need all these fine names. Which other name can I... I will come back to you next week, Tuesday, for new names. Let's... People online are probably giving me names. Let's check. I need names. (laughs) Please help me find out if they are giving names online. But let me... Before we start talking about who should I pick or who should I not pick, let's talk about certain important things. And listen, every single person or if you are in a relationship, as long as you are not married, at this junction, I want you to open your ears wide and begin to listen very well because this is deliverance for some people already. 
Now, number one, I want to talk about common denominators in relationship. Because when you know these things, it helps to eliminate certain things quickly. All the problem of, oh, should I choose Ochuko? Should I choose Sa? Should I choose Gringori? It has, it has, you, your problem has been reduced already. So, let us help you to know what and what to look out for first. Before you start saying, because if you have everything and you don't know what you should eliminate, then the problem is even bigger. So, let's take it one after the other. Number one, let me say to you single people, I say it with all my full chest and just like Paul said, this is what in my opinion, this is my opinion or the scriptural. Number one, when it comes to relationship, before you start talking about your elimination, the first thing you look out for and what you literally marry, you don't marry a big boobs or a big pot. Man, hear me today you don't because let me tell you something these things change listen what you like before as time and chance moves by <laughs> you stop liking them sometimes it advances let me tell you something when money enter your hand that's when you know that your taste board is different what you really used to like might not really be what you used to like so people make decisions on artificial things and it's okay to do that. They make soulish life decisions on things that can change. Things that are temporal. But there are still things that you know that you can't buy with money. Number one on that list is character. You cannot buy character with money. The first thing you look out for and these are common denominators. That is why you will never see somebody and say, what kind of woman do you want to marry? And the person, or what kind of man do you want to marry? And the person say, somebody that just has a bad character. I just love bad people. Bad character. I just want to marry. God told me that it's people with bad, bad character that I should marry. Have you ever seen somebody like that? It's impossible. Have you realized that even people with bad character are always looking to marry good character? So nobody wants to marry Banjo. Okay? So work on yourself. Nobody wants to marry. Let's, let's fix the character. You, you cannot even talk well. Small, small thing, you are angry. Small thing, you have insulted everybody's father and mother. Listen. <laughs> oh, can I talk this evening? I'm delivering people by the Spirit. I'm telling you the honest truth. Because there are many people, I, I, I mean, I've counseled people. Who have said da 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 they broke up with me da 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 they broke up with me da 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 and I only want that had the full chest to tell the person why they broke up because no other person the person is, that that person was like Lord Luke not Lord God the president of Russia Putin nobody can talk to you just like this who who are you cut your wings down have character because people actually marry soul not body. We marry the soul of people. It's not the body. Body. See, a lady that is slim, when she starts having sex, things will change you. Single people, are you here? Things will change. The areas that are small will become big. The areas that are big, you see, things will change. So all this, eh, she has this one. She, it's good. 
But is it museum? Are you putting there as museum to come and be viewing every morning? The thing that you should look out for, you are not looking out for it. The thing that can less and can grow higher is that one you are pointing to us. Is you because you have a you have your taste board is not good. <laughs> Glory to God. I know that you two people they for don't they laugh tired. But I want to talk to you today because you see, I have I've seen why many marriages also have issues. It's character. And I'm not talking about a perfect character, but that you can see that this person is going to growth. I'm not perfect myself. I mean, my wife can testify to that. She's not perfect herself. I can testify to that. But there, there are basic denominators that are very important where marriage is concerned, where relationships are concerned, and it's character. Open your Bible with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33. Someone say, the reason why I don't really want to date him or her is because she's not fashionable. Let me tell you something. If she has a good character, better marry the girl quickly. She's not fashionable. Let me tell you why people are not fashionable. Number one, sometimes exposure. People only show what they've seen. Number two is money, resources. If I show you my picture when I was on campus, most of these people, if, they, if you show people your picture when you were on campus, you yourself, can you marry yourself when you were on campus? When you, were, when you were in GS1, could you marry yourself? This cheekbone that you see here, my cheekbone was almost like this. But you see, as you grow, things begin to change. But single people then focus on things. You see, there are many Esau thinking and confessing Jacob, but their decision is Esau. Selling birthright for morsel of meat or pottage. We make decisions for the future. Not what you see now. The things that you see are very temporal. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have sexual attraction because I'm going to come to that. It's okay to have sexual attraction. I wouldn't advise people to people you are not sexually attracted or physically attracted to so that you don't get in the house and you're married and say, I only married because God said, oh, uh-uh. But you see, those are add-on. They are not the ba- They are good, but they are not the foundation. Number one character. Look at that scripture. It says, oh no, Proverbs chapter 31, pardon me. Proverbs 31 verse 10. Proverbs 31 and verse 10. It says, who can find a virtuous woman? For a prize is for above, is for, is far above rubies. Let's look at another scripture. Um, let's look at another version, pardon me. Another version, I think NLT version. NLT version. Look at this. It says, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Let me look for the version that talks about character. There was one that has particularly character there. Amen? Character. It is so important. You see how they talk. You see how they, they compose themselves. You see how they relate with people. That's it. Thank you. NIV. Yes, NIV. A wife of noble character who can find men all these slay queens slay mama that's the person you want to marry you put Beyonce on your wallpaper then you put your wife that you want to marry there you are confessing Beyonce oh God if you don't want to have Beyonce life problems 
you had better go and focus on the basic foundation of life. Character. Character. It's not that one that, listen, because some people don't know what they're about to enter. You marry somebody who doesn't have character. The day your father and your mother comes to visit you, your father will wash plate after he's done. No? After he's done eating, you say, uh-uh, did you bring me to this house? My friend, go and wash plates. And she doesn't send you. And you cannot divorce her because you saw what you had to marry before you married it. Character. So let, let us organize our brain quickly. <laughs> Glory to God. So that we can prioritize the important things. Character. It's very important. Let me tell you something. Listen very I'm speaking to men. One of the things you must look out for and you have to ask God for the eyes of the spirit is people or women who can stay with you through thick and thin. You see, you will find it in character. That's why Yahoo boys don't marry themselves. They come to church to look for wives because they are looking for something. Character. So that's what you look out for first. A character. It's not just the, uh, uh, I like ladies that just wear high heels. Listen, if she doesn't wear high heels now, start buying the high heels for her. But the important thing that sometimes you can't, do you know that you cannot impart knowledge into somebody's life? You cannot impart character. Those two things doesn't come by the impartation of the spirit. They only come by people who are teachable. Character. So grow in your character. Develop your character. Get better. Very important. Number two. Number two. These are common denominators in relationship. Common denominators that everybody is looking at. The guy is looking at if the lady has it. The lady is looking at if the guy has it. They are both looking at each other. This way, it helps you eliminate your options quickly. You already know. I mean, I mean, the first day you introduced her to your friends and you are just talking and the way she just does in front of your friends, you already know that that's a problem. But some people, their mind is just blinded. Ah, it should change. Listen, I've said it on Sunday, I'll say it again. God is the unchangeable changer. He's the only one that changes things. Don't believe that you have the power as earthen vessels to change man. Men can change when we take them to God in prayer. But it's only God and the Holy Spirit who can truly change people. So find character and develop your own character. Number two. Number two is hard working. Let me say this here. It's very important. You know, I've seen guys especially I don't know why I'm just talking about guys tonight. Maybe the ladies has prayed you into my heart. But I've seen guys who when you want to make a marital decision, you are thinking in your mind that you want to make money. And this is one of the reasons why guys don't get married on time. I mean, in record, you see a lot of guys don't get married on time. Because they have this mindset that you need money to marry. No. You need direction of life to marry, not money. You need a sense of direction to marry. So people think that, oh, you need money. And this is the meat here. This is the problem. The problem is that 
they believe that all that they bring to the table is the money and once they can bring the money to the table then they can marry anybody either she's hardworking or she's not hardworking their money will suffice for it that's one of the biggest mistakes you're going to make the moment you're approaching somebody that you like or the person that likes you too begin to look at the ethics the work ethics of the person how the person responds to visions how the person responds to little things how the person you see those things are very important hard working do you know that a lazy person is a destroyer of anything good yeah yeah don't marry lazy people don't see what they are doing now let me say this here there's a caveat here because what I'm saying to you is not that he has money or she has money but you can see the zeal and the passion to want to forge ahead now things might not be working the way they want to work it's okay but you can see that tenacity you can see that willingness that that, that ability to be malleable it's not that you go to to a house in the morning and you first go there she's watching Netflix you are not working I just left my job I'm just even tired of all this job all this Lagos job they just want to stress me where are you working from our office is at Tejo Show she's living at um, Obanikoro say it's, it's just too far me I don't I don't really like waking up by 7 a.m. The way I'm designed, I'm posh baby. I only like to wake up by nine. So I want a job that can start by nine and close by, by two. You know that this one, you marry this one in the house, it's a problem. Small thing, or duvet, duvet. When you wake up, it's like this. Duvet, cover all the body. Your life is duvet. It's duvet. Laziness. See that a man diligent in his business. It will stand before king. See down a lazy person diligent in laziness. It will stand before nobody. When you partner with laziness, you partner with nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because it's zero times one thousand is zero. So if you bring one thousand to the table and she or he brings one zero to the table, it's still is zero at the end of the day. See some eagerness there. See a little, at least see it. It's not that you come to the house in the morning. In the evening, the same Netflix. Me, I just like watching 24. There's no series on Netflix she or she doesn't know. No series. And popcorn. They be eating popcorn. Just be eating popcorn. Then when you go and say, you, you do not buy anything when you are coming. Aga, that popcorn, she will eat your destiny with it. Don't look out for a hardworking person. Somebody you can partner with. Somebody you can confirmation with. One would chase a thousand. Two would chase ten thousand. If one is one and the two is zero, that one times zero is still zero. So you might be two, but it will be zero which chase nothing. Because you are not paying attention to the important things. Glory be to God. See the zeal there. It's very important. Very, very crucial. Very, very crucial. You know, let me tell you something. One of the things that scares me a lot about this generation is that low, low gauge for pressure. That low gauge for pressure. It scares me. I mean, I've seen people who resumed work on Monday and by Wednesday they said they're not doing it again. Now, 
it's okay because there might be special circumstances in the business or the organization. Da, 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 da. But at least have some consistency in your life. And ladies, don't marry a man that is not consistent. Same also, men, don't marry a woman that is not consistent. Don't. See some consistency. Look, look at the pattern of the person's life. You can see that this person is consistent. It's not tomorrow, it's Babin Saloon. Next tomorrow, is soccer artist. Next tomorrow, is Raptor. Tupac Shakur. Now just, what do you really want to do? Upper tomorrow, is movie producer. Next week, you're already acting uh, Jayola Williams. What's your problem? Who are you? Ah! Which one do you want to do? Because you see, when you partner with inconsistency, you get nothing else. That's why, and the man, listen, don't mind all this rubbish feminism group and what they are telling you. Scripturally, the man is the head of the family. Either you like it or you don't like it. That's your business. But God said so. And you are not older than God. You are not superior than him. So he said it, you believe it, or you must accept it. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself today. I'm really enjoying myself today. All this feminism trash. See, I believe that women should not be trampled upon. I told somebody something weeks ago. I said, if I'm telling you this, if a man in this church beats the wife, me, the pastor, I will be the person to drive to that family, put her inside the car, pack her things with her. As long as man will not beat me, I will carry every weight. I will carry every because me, I don't get power. I'll carry Daniel, I'll carry Wale, I'll carry all these heavyweight guys. Shegun Ketuku, I'll carry him. Bikin Shegun, I'll carry him too. <laughs> Who follow me, you know. So I'll carry them and enter PD. Uh, PD. I'll carry Pastor C too. I'll put him in front. <laughs> I will be the one to drive out and come and live in my house. So yes, there are certain things that are no go area. And you are not marrying a slave. You are marrying a wife. Not a slave. Not somebody that's just producing children for you. Then go to the poultry. If you want children production, go to the poultry. You don't just marry somebody that's just producing wife. Listen, the, the, the foundation of your relationship is communication. It's communication. You don't have a flatmate. You have a wife. And husband, I'll be wife, you have a husband. It's not that you're in the same house. You, are, you cannot even talk to yourself. Good man, money. Are you eating? Are you eating? Are you going out? Are you going out? What kind of a marriage is that? What kind of a marriage is that? That's a ranch. You know where donkeys are kept? You talk to yourself. You communicate. How I take reach this matter now, sir? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Father, we give you thanks. Thank you, O oh God, that even in these jokes and in this communication, Lord, let there be deliverance. Yes, in the name of Jesus Christ. That strength required for you to make that decision of a no. Receive now in the name of Jesus.
Let me say something about the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Every time I enter into the zone, when we pray in the, in the Spirit, the Lord begins to speak to me. You see, one of the reasons why people who are dating refuse to break up at the time they know they ought to is because of the word shame. And that shame most times is a function of their community. What would the church say? What would the pastor say? What would my friends say? What would my family say? It is better they say because while you are in that relationship, they are still saying. It is better they say as opposed to you entering into it and you are now the one saying what they are supposed to be the saying. Listen to me. There is nobody putting a gun on your head that you must marry him or her now. If you know you've seen the other thing in the world and you can tell and your spirit is no longer in connection, you know this thing is not supposed to be. Don't be planning marriage in your mind thinking that one day, let's just see it goes. The moment you sign that covenant and you come down here, you have vowed before God that that person is your wife or that person is your husband. Before you make that vow, think about it again. Make the decision. It is not too late to break it. They don't win award for those who married quickly. There is no award ceremony. That says, those who married here, come here. There is no award. There is no award for those who break up. 70% of the people on the earth most likely have broken up. So you are not going to be the first. So if you have to end the thing, end the thing quickly. But it's not after two weeks of marriage you now want to end. It's too late. So if you have to end it, end it quickly. Thank you, Jesus. That was for someone. Somebody say, I hear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So I was talking about ad working as number two. Ad working, please, it's important. It's very important. Look at the person's track record and ask yourself questions. It's not that, um, oh, I, I'm not doing it again. Oh, I, I, I just don't want to work for anybody. I just want to be on my own now. Okay, that's fine. What do you want to do next now? Nothing. I just want to, I just want to take, you know, some people say, I want to just take one year and rest. What have you done? <laughs> you know, this generation is funny. You want to rest for one whole year. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. That song is for you. Ah-ah. Don't marry a lazy person. Number two. Number three. Number three. I've said character, I've said ad working. Number three is marry a spiritual person. Now, let me explain what spiritual person means there. You see, when we talk about spirituality, because everybody is spiritual, the unbeliever is spiritual, the Buddhist is spiritual, everybody is spiritual. But when we talk about spirituality in this context as believers, we are talking about people that you know. This is very important. You can see the desire, the seed of God in them to want to know God by themselves. 
You know, I've seen many ladies, and ladies are the ones that fall the trap of this one. He would know God. You see, anybody you keep forcing to church would keep coming there because you want, they want you. You must be able to see someone that you know you want to partner with and the zeal of the Lord himself has consumed him. Not somebody you are trying to guess. You are not the Holy Spirit, oh. You are not the Godhead, oh. No. Don't try and walk somebody into God by force. When they are married, it starts with one day. Let me tell you one story. Dr. K, who shared this story with me? No, no, it was Reverend George. Reverend George. He said, there was a lady, I see, there are certain things you can't fake. You know that? One of which is spirituality. Because it will be found in their utterance. You can't fake those things. It's like smoke. The reason why they faked it for you is because you two, you were very shallow. So it's the shallowness in you that was drawing the shallowness in them. That's the truth. Because shallow we marry shallow. They withdraw each other. That's why when people say it's only a type of person that is attracting to me or is speaking to me. It's only some type of guy. All this kind of guy that they are talking to me. Let me tell you what is going on. There is a wolf inside of you that they smell. Because sheep and sheep roll together. Wolf and wolf roll together. So when they are smelling the wolf, you, you are sheep but in wolf inside. Sheep clothing but wolf inside. So the wolf in them can smell the wolf inside of you. So they came close to the wolf. <laughs> I want to talk something now. You want Yahoo boy say you want to go date Pastor Debbie now? <laughs> just think I'm. No, you to think I'm now. <laughs> you think I'm now. One Yahoo boy just go now. Say, Pastor Debbie. <laughs> because you see, that's why you see, you must put your values quickly. You might said it yesterday. Let them know you are a spiritual person. I say, stop being ashamed of those things. When you are not having conversation, you are not trying to reduce your standards. The moment you, see, the moment you negotiate something that is your value and your standard, be sure you always negotiate it. You would always negotiate it. Spirituality. Let them know you. Reverend George, powerful story. He said he met the lady and that's why some people must listen to your pastors. I'm coming there. He said he met the lady. The man came to meet um, Reverend George, the girl, came. so she came towards the Reverend George and said to him that, um, sir, this is the person I want to marry. I just met him. He's a good man. Da, 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 da. And Reverend George was looking at the guy. I looked at the lady and he was smiling. As he was smiling, the guy would just stay in front of Reverend George. Reverend George was just smiling, looking at the lady. Looking at him. I know Reverend George now. He, he told the girl, this one is not your husband, though. You know, we new generation, we used to still code things. We'll call you or we'll get, go quiet, body language. Those them Reverend George, Reverend K, those ones they deal. They'll tell you, no, this one, no, this one is going to hello if you follow. I think I need to become like that. You know what? I think the truth is painful, but it pays. But the problem is people don't want the truth. Especially church people. And let me tell you what you do that you don't know as members. 
The moment you come to people and your pastors and your leaders and you say, God said, you have said, keep quiet. I mean, I can't, who can battle with the Lord? Who can battle with the Lord? Who can battle with the Lord? I say, nobody. So if you come to me and say, sir, God told me it's my one. I mean, who can battle? I said, yes, sir. Because if the Lord has spoken, then lest you use me to preach that man is beginning to contend with God. And I don't want to contend with God. So, yes, sir. And if you come back and say, they are beating me. I say, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Who can battle with the Lord? That's it. Reverend just told the lady, said this one is husband. So, guy with the, she went ahead to do it. Went to marry the guy. Four years after, in the UK, she saw somebody, he saw somebody on crunches. Four years after, Reverend George, he was just preaching go as if nothing has happened. You know what he told her? He said, ah, they've done it. Because surely there's an end and the expectation shall not be cut short. The guy beat her. He first started out, I mean, one of the saddest stories I've heard was Dr. K that shared that story with me. And that's why one of the things we are going to focus on at the next conference is relationship. This year's next conference. Hey. Oh, I'm so excited about it. It's food, it's full meal. The Lord gave, He has downloaded it for me in the place of prayer. Because a lot of ministry gifts, many ministry gifts are the ones who get into that error. Both men and women. But as your pastor, I will not grieve for you. Every relationship we have to break in the spirit, we break it. <laughs> Reverend Kay shared the story with me when they were on campus there was this particular lady vibrant on fire for God I mean when I was on campus I've shared this before that's why do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers you think that you can change the person let me tell you something you, they are changing you the moment you started considering the possibilities you already changed I'm telling you you have been changed the moment you started considering it when we were on campus, there was a particular lady who was in a particular church. She was the prayer secretary of the church at the time. Prayer. She started reading with one Muslim brother. Toban guy. He had, you know those ones, extreme ones that don't use their clothes to get to the ground. Prayer. She was prayer head. By the time she was graduating school, she had started covering everything too. Full Muslim. Full. Prayer. Beyond have you noticed that? Have you caught? Let me tell you something. That's to tell you the power of influence. Have you caught yourself sometimes talking like me, your pastor? Have you caught yourself sometimes praying like it's influence? The people you expose yourself to the most, you become. That's why you must be careful who you expose yourself to, particularly those who you want to marry, particularly the person you are allowed to have sex with you. Amen? Amen. Some people have carried different things and you just open yourself in the spirit of love. Hey, Budige. <laughs> ah. Remember, there's therefore now no condemnation. That's the foundation of our teaching. That's why we started with condemnation, righteousness of God in January. Because I knew this day was coming.
<laughs> Glory be to God. Dr. K met this lady and told her, this person, don't marry. Strong ministry gifts. Don't marry this guy. Oh, he loves God. It's just that he doesn't come to church, but he loves God. He reads the Bible. They, see, the devil was quoting scripture now. We think the devil doesn't know the Bible. It's not about reading the Bible. It's not about church attendance. It's the heart. If the heart has not been given to God, let me tell you what you should look out for in dating somebody spiritual wise, spiritually, is the level of consecration to God. Please write it down. The level of consecration to God. The level of consecration. Ah, many single people are thinking breakup will happen to this week. And it's good. It's good. Because it's better for you to break up in a dating relationship to break marriage. Because it's tougher. And so I pray for everyone who is divorced. May the Lord give you a new beginning. May the Lord give you a new, a new slate. In the mighty name of Jesus. She said she's going to do it. Let me tell you what happened, guys. She went ahead, left the church, and went ahead to marry Got married to him first time. He was allowing her to go to church. One day, he started stopping going because he would go before we had, then he started reduce. This week he will go. Two weeks time he will not go. Next week he will go. Two another weeks he will not go. All of a sudden he just stopped going. And when he stopped going, she would go, he would not complain. It's when she's going in the morning, that's when he remember he wants to eat yam and beans. So she will be eating yam and beans, making yam and beans, service is over. They will fight. Do you know, marriage itself has issues. People see more issues and they just take it and add it to the issues already waiting pretty in marriage. So you added more to your more. The there is more, I am more. That's not what we are singing, no. That's not the one we want you to have, oh. Eventually, the guy said, no, you can't go to church again. You are under my roof. Let me say something to you. Do you know that the words of your husband are more powerful than the words of your pastor over your life. Do you know that? Your, your, your husband is your head. Scripturally. So who you submit that head to cannot be a nonsense head or a scatter head or a shallow head. The problem is many people think they don't have options. So let me just quickly grab all that I can and grab it and just see and let's see how we can make this one. Engine way go knock, go knock. No matter the oil where you put inside, engine way don't they smoke, don't knock. Can you, can you change an engine that is smoking? It's already bound to knock. It has been knocked. So you partner with a knocked engine and you want to, you want to drive to, 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 to Ilori with a knocked engine. It's impossible. Let me tell you, the lady, let me, now let me tell you something. You know, the gift of God, the gift and calling of God are without repentance. One thing that happens, and this must be a reality to many of you, you must listen to this. When you have a call of God upon your life, whatever he has called you to do, that call in the set time begins to wrestle with you. Do you know what I'm talking about? It begins to fight with you. So when you are handicapped in doing it, by somebody saying you cannot do it, because she already had a call of God upon her life, 
that you, you'll be having visions of the night, should be having eagerness to pray, there will be a burning desire for more of God, there'll be one push new visions, so they'll be wrestling on your inside. But the greatest pain in life is that you are seeing something, but you can't become it. Why? Because one man closed the door and said, You can't go. So stop making useless decisions quickly just because she has boobs. Boobs. How many times do you want to press it in one knee? Stop it though. They're just saying boobs. You think that's what we do in marriage? Just pressing boobs in the morning, wake up, bam, 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 bam. You think that's all they do? We are going on a journey. Destiny journey. Take the word for the Lord. You think it's all depressing things? That's all in some boy's head. I can't just wait to marry. I want to press. I mean, Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Ladies, a pink lips. It's good to have. I mean, I don't, I'm not against all those attraction. I mean, when I was marrying my wife, there are certain things I saw that I liked. So it's okay. But I married a soul. You marry soul. That's what you marry. It's the soul of the person. The fragrance of the soul. The character. Pastor Chase says something I really loved. He says something on online. So that the problem, you know, that dozy son that says first it was fragrance, then it turned to fire. Some people's relationship, it starts as fragrance first, but end as fire. Don't let your home be like that. Number three. Number what? Number four. Wow. Time is fast spent. Are you being blessed this morning? This evening? So, spiritually, you can see that this person loves God. You don't need to wind the person to God. Let me tell you something. Listen. In the New Testament, God is a God of order. Did you see that there was no time the angel of... The only time the angel of the Lord came to Mary was when he wanted to tell her because he needed permission to enter into her womb. But everything after that, God went to the man. The angel of the Lord came to Joseph. He says... Do you know that the people want to kill this man? Now, carry him away from here and go to another. It was the guy. Now, imagine you have a man who can't hear God. Did Joseph, did Jesus in you, Pam, aborted? Did Jesus in you, aborted? You think it's all about Ferry Feather? He buys cars for me. We go to Dubai and take picture. You think that's all there is to life? The vision just dies, natural death. Because God speaks to him and says, now it's time to go. Now, when it was time for them to come back, the angel of the Lord didn't go to Mary. Went back to Joseph and said, now it's time for you to go back. The order of God. The order of God. So who you partner with is important. Can this person be a crown to my head? Can he be a crown to my head? Can this person have spiritual oversight for me? This is, this is beyond spiritual people, children of God. We are talking to believers here. It's beyond all this, um, uh, we go to Kasbah and Gambini. We go to Seka. We go to eat rice. Rice. You know, that's all people want. We eat rice and post on Instagram. <laughs> Listen. Don't substitute your destiny 
for the glorious future that God has added, that, that God has in stock for you. Don't. Thank you, Jesus. Number five, teachability. Teachability. And let me say something here. Please write this down. Open your Bible with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 13, 33. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. While I was praying today, the Holy Spirit led this in my heart, and I believe it's for somebody. Um, give me the NIV version. Let me see. The NIV version. Aha. It says, do not be dismay, um, misled. It means, what magbo. Let's be hearing it, oh. Be hearing it. Give yourself brain, oh. Bad company corrupts good characters. Full stop. Let me tell you, many single ladies, the reason why the boy you are looking for, the man you are looking for cannot come to you is because the, the circle in which you belong to, even though you are not like them, the image and the perception that people see outside is that you are like them. So a good man will not come to a camp of them are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So, don't be around people who are changing the real perception of you. Don't be there. You are the only one that is spiritual amongst your old friends. They are all club people. I don't have any problem with club girls, though. I don't have any problem with them. But you see, there must be some new association that you must come into so that you are able to attract a kind of person or a kind of people. A new association. A new relationship. Both for guys and both for girls. Do you know that? I realize that one of the reasons, one of the conditions, there's only many people that don't think. Why people make decisions of marriage is that before, after they look at the, at the person, the first thing, the first next thing they think about is the friends of the person. Before they even start thinking about the, the family that they're going to be married to, is the friend of the person. Show me your friend, I will tell you who you are. Because eagles will flock with eagles. Lizards will flood with lizards. Your friends can be a reflection of your destiny. So, why are you staying around the wrong friends that is changing the mind of people around you who really want to approach you? Because of the kind of person you are. You are a good person. But the people you have associated yourself with doesn't really portray who you really are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my. So, how do you make marital decision? Number one, I shared with you on Sunday. On Tuesday, I said um, the, the word of God. Remember that? Number two, today, it's what we call the inward witness. The inward witness. As a spiritual person, and a spiritual people, we know and we understand that the final decision where our relationship is concerned is not you. Please write it down. The final decision where your relationships are concerned is not you, is God. That's the final decision maker. That's the decider. It's God. And so if it is God, then... We must be able to hear what God says about that. And one of the ways God leads us is through what we call the inward witness. Let me tell you why I'm taking my time all through this month to really teach about this thing. Because listen, as a pastor, 
I've counseled many people, especially on social media. For the past two weeks, it's been messages. My, my Instagram has just been buzzing messages everywhere. Real issues. Real issues. I'm telling you, issues that I, I've thought to myself for certain people and I've said, ah, the only option here is divorce. Real issues. And that is what single people just want to get them end into. Real issues. See, don't overlook things you should talk about. Oh. Don't overlook it. There are things that are trivial. But there are certain things, if you don't talk about it, when you try to start talking about it while you, want, while you are married, you will look as though you are trying to change him or her. And when people first feel like you are trying to change them to become who they are not, they revolt against that. Have real conversations. Anyway, the Bible says in the book of, open your Bible with me, to the book of Romans, or Proverbs, let's do Proverbs says. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 27. Proverbs 20 and verse 27. And I will not be silent. I will. Are we there? As long as glory be to God. It says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward part of the belly. The spirit of man, whoosh, you know, I just felt a powerful anointing just saying that. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward part of the belly. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. It means that the moment you get born again, your spirit and God's spirit becomes one spirit. And that spirit is the spirit of the Lord. So the spirit that is deep inside of you is not just your human spirit. It's the spirit of the Lord. And that spirit searches the deeper parts of matters and situations where your life is concerned. And so this is what we explain by what we call the inward witness. The inward witness is not an audible voice. The inward witness is not a feeling or what we call... Um, um, throwing out a fleece where people say Lord if he's the one then give me a sign and that sign must be that by tomorrow morning let her be fuel all around Nigeria is it possible by tomorrow morning it can happen yet until there are policies put in place to ensure that that happens or they bring tanker loads of fuel around the nation right now so where decisions of marriage is concerned don't be looking for signs. Don't be looking for things external, spiritually. Look for it within. Because the answer is deep within you. Let me tell you something. The answers of your life is not external. It's deep within you. It can be from inside. It would always be from inside out. Not outside in. It's deep within you. So the Holy Spirit, and you see, one of the ways we try to explain this is the red light, the green light, and the yellow light. The red light, according to traffic, means a stop. The green light means go. The yellow light means ready to go. So when you begin to pray, 
on that guy or on that lady and I'm talking about how to be led by God to know who to marry and you've done the elimination like we've said earlier when you begin to pray then you begin to sense in your heart is this a because see has this ever happened to you you are praying about something you want that thing to happen you want that thing but the more you pray the more you feel the the what's that word to use the resistance to do it there is the red light now many believers try to force red light to green light they're just forcing it the feeling is the voice of your body feelings are the voice of your body reasoning is the voice of your soul or your mind reasoning is the voice of the soul of your mind or your mind the conscience is the voice of your spirit the conscience now here's the problem guys listen to this many people have snared their conscience so the voice of the spirit is not as strong as it used to be again because they've snared that part and how do you snare it God keeps telling you something you don't do it he keeps telling you something you don't do it he keeps telling you something you don't do it you snare that part the feeling is the voice of your body when you are hungry how do you feel sometimes hungry hungry the voice of your body responds when you see that girl and congee is already catching you what's going on the voice of your body now your reasoning your imagination your thoughts is your mind speaking through his voice while your conscience is the voice of your spirit in your inside you will know that ah there's just something you feel sometimes you know you know you know let me explain to you this way you know when you pour water on your bed and you're trying to sleep on it you feel a sense of discomfort deep within not just a it's not water bed though you know that this one you pour water and you're trying to sleep on it you just feel a sense of discomfort that is the red light fortunately many people still go ahead with that red light why they see it the yellow light is get ready to go the yellow light is not go is get ready to go which means that at some times in that relationship God is not saying anything to you to cancel it or not cancel it he just says be there just wait just wait don't rush things don't be asking him when how many children does he want to have how many children listen there are some questions when you ask each other you are already tell you are already giving each other out you are just friends two weeks two weeks of friendship how many children do you want to have which school do you want your children to go which country will you end up just two weeks old i already know that you are thinking about me too glory be to god how many children do you want to have stop it too <laughs> thank you jesus hallelujah and so red light is that waterbed that i said the green light is that you are praying about it and it just feels good to you to listen it is not that thing that you say i feel peace let me tell you something peace can come from your emotions many people is not peace they felt 
is peace. They feel like it's in the pressure to ease themselves. That's the problem. God doesn't want you to do it, so he has put you under pressure to ease yourself. It's not peace. Which peace? I feel peace. You know, that's the easy way now. When you tell somebody, go and pray about it. I just feel peace about him. You see, there are some lingua. We are all in this Christian business. There are some lingua you use for me. I use it back. You see, we, we know the game amongst ourselves. Now, lie are they talk? We all of us know the game. When you say, God said to me, God spoke to me, I feel peace. I sense in my heart. We, now, we they use those low words for ourselves. Which peace? Let me tell you something. When it comes to my, when I was going to marry my wife, I never heard a voice saying, have you heard now that's wife and that's why many people are mistaken they want to hear an audible voice listen if you have heard God in a minute decision in your life all of a sudden you want to hear him in this big decision of marriage do you know that after you give your life to Christ the next biggest decision you are going to make in your life is who you are going to end up with your marital partner you didn't even hear God on if you should sow that seed. You didn't hear God or that one. All of a sudden, you want, you've heard God in marriage. How do you hear God? Very simple. Deep within sometimes. Now, God speaks audibly to some people. I've never heard the audible voice of God. Never. And I'm not planning to. Because I'm not running up and not looking for voices. Many people are looking for voices. That's why they've gone to places they should not hear voices. Even where relationships are concerned. People literally go to their mothers and fathers sometimes to tell them who they should marry. They say, bring five names. You take seven. They take you to eight mountains of the world, the mountain of the Lord. The one Baba now tells you who you are going to marry in a partnership and a collaboration is not going to be involved with. And people make decisions like that. My mother said, my father said, do you see what Jesus said? Listen, it is good to have counsel sometimes because sometimes your parents can see what you're not seeing. But that is only applicable when you yourself, you are taught of the Lord. You are discerning on your own. You have grown the knowledge of God's word. Then that is applicable. When they say it, you can tell if it's from a place or from no place. You can discern it and call it out. Where people run hook and sinker is because they've not known God for themselves. Listen, before you start thinking of who to marry, first go and know God. Because it's the process of knowing him. It will reveal him to you or her to you. You will know. I mean, I never heard a voice saying, this is your wife, Maria. I never heard it. I've never been in an 18-hour vision before. I've never been in a 24-hour vision before. I've never been in any of these things before. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, we are the sons of God. I just knew in my heart that that was my wife. I just knew in my heart, this is the person I'm supposed to marry. I just knew it in my spirit. And how do you know? The grace just says, go. That's it. Do it. Do it. Now, let me quickly say something here about the Spirit. Women, when you know that that is the person you ought to marry don't go and tell him that you will fail if you don't marry me you know you will fail the way you are going you know you will fail because I'm the destiny that can bet it for you you know you will fail a lot of people do that let them find you give clues though, because there are some extreme women now. You, because they want to find you. But if you are not findable, how will they find you? So give clues. And what I mean give clues, some of these things are not verbal clues. 
Once they start talking to you, stop forming a busy. You to talk back. Because God has told you. But you want to now do a shangri with God. God will just say, okay, well, please, who is next? Who wants to marry Jare? <laughs> who else wants to marry John? He said, you know. And he's already talking to you. And then you just, he will call you, not pick. If the thing do, boom, boom, carry it quickly. Hello, have you eaten? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. People, they like relationship talk. Just enjoy, just laughing, just laughing. Amen. But listen to the voice of the Spirit. Listen to your conscience. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Let Him guide you into all truth. He knows tomorrow. He knows what you don't know. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And if you are married, stay with the decision you have made. You can't hear God's voice again, no. There's no other going out. <laughs> you have thrown the key away. But hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Quickly, let me say this. I wrote this down. Ladies also, when... I've noticed that a guy for men in a relationship when they want to get married or want to ask the lady out, men are very upfront on what they want most times. Apart from all those guys that are still dancing around, they are still friends. When people say we are being friends and we are talking, we are just talking. My, my, me and my wife did that a little. We've been talking for eight years. We are just friends. We are talking. We are communicating. What, what are you communicating? You know, people enter into friendship in the sake of getting into relationship of marriage, but along the journey becomes sad. Yeah. Because they have overtalked. They have talked when they're supposed to cross road in marriage. They have sought out to another side and talking. They are talking go. You are just talking go. Endless talking. Ladies, after he's talking and there's no sense of direction, Ask him, this talk to what, where are we going? And the moment he starts avoiding that conversation, leave him. Because men, when men don't want to have certain conversations, they start avoiding it. You're asking him, so what are we, what's the plan? What's, ask, a man, see, do you know that when a man wants to sleep, even in, when they're dating, when a man wants to sleep with a woman, he tells you, you might not know, but he has told you. Once they start giving you compliments, ah, ah, oh man, this is your. <laughs> I beg, John. Daddy, why is a beg, go, John? First day. Second day, you wore shimmy gown. You came to church. Take a look at This is your teenage, the boss brain. Don't you think he's communicating something to you? You think it's just compliment? Boss brain is compliment. It's just boss brain. He's telling you something he wants to test. I'm telling you. 6.30, he's already calling you. Can you come to my house? What do you think he's asking for? He wants to see your face. <laughs> he wants to see possibilities of what is impossible. That's what he's looking for. Then you, and that's why 
you, when somebody asks you out, especially if you are ready to get married, when they say, let us date, ask them, is it dating or marriage? Be clear. Because a guy can say, I promised you date. I only asked you dating. And when he's done dating, he can leave. And you cannot be angry. Because he will tell you, ah, wait, oh. when I asked you out, I said, can we date? And we have dated and I've seen that the dating is okay. And I'm not dating again. That's what you came into. Is date relationship? Ask him, is this for marriage? And if he says, let's see how it goes, end it there. End it there. Ask him quickly. Glory to God. Married people, how you deal with in laws and entitled in laws. You know, they are in laws, they are entitled in laws. In laws that were not there when you were grown up, but all of a sudden you have grown and they remembered you as junior. They remembered you as you grew. You know those ones now. You know them. Mm -hmm. Some of them is your mother. Some of them is your father. Some of them, how you deal with them. Let me tell you something. And I want you to hear it spiritually. The way to deal with people who have entitlements, blood-wise, connectivity, because they actually have something there. It's bloodline. The way to deal with it is not with your words exchange. It's in the spirit. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and power. Your mother-in-law has come. And it's because the reason why some mother-in-law can come and spend one year doing nanny, because no longer Omugo, is now nanny work. It's now nanny, they've resumed nanny work. One year in somebody's house. The reason why is because they, were, they are not friends with their husband. That's the truth. So they don't want to go back home because there's no friendship there. So what you do with them, the woman, if you're going to be fighting her, more leave the house, they will finish you. You don't fight like that. You fight in the spirit realm. They will just be tired one day. Is the baby they are taking care of that will just slap them one day. This baby is a disrespectful baby. I'm going to my house. God has saved you through the baby. <laughs> you pray it out. And by wisdom, do you know that you can use honor and exit people out the door? You can use courtesy and keep people. Courtesy. You just be greeting them. Morning, madam. And go. See, wisdom is better than strength. Morning, madam. <laughs> Afternoon, madam. Evening, madam. She's good. good night, madam. They know. They are old. Don't think old people don't know things. Though. They know. All this one, they are fighting. I will not give her food. That is my house. She has a right. Is her son. He has a right. Is her husband. Is her daughter. There's a right there. So, in the name of Jesus, every bloodline, every entitlement, every connectivity that is anti covenant for what God wants to do in every family here. I rebuke it right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I declare the peace of God in your homes right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me say something here. Married couples. When you are giving to 
either of the family, if it's the man that is given to the family of the wife, your father-in-laws, when you are giving, singles learn it too. It is not, for example, when I'm giving, it's not, I'm, maybe I'm giving to my own um, father, for example. It's not, daddy, I sent money to you. No. It's daddy, Tokwe and I sent money to you. Wisdom is powerful. It's not, uh, it's together. It's together. Your gift makes room. You don't want to take your life, your gift makes room. Are you hearing me? All right, let's close. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the entrance of your word that brings light and understanding. Thank you because of your power. Thank you for illumination. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for knowledge. And thank you because the yoke has been destroyed and people are made free. For whom the Son set free is free indeed. Let me say something here. Ah, such a powerful presence. Families, let me say this here because I'm yearning about the Spirit, I'm saying it. Love is more powerful than hatred. They are not on the same scale. In fact, I don't even want to say that the opposite of love is hatred because love has no opposite. It stands in a class of its own. The powerful way to disarm people is true love. Love is not stupidity, you know. So when I'm saying love, it doesn't mean that you're just stupid. There are some times those brothers, sisters that can be show love to win people over. Love is powerful. Love is powerful. Amen. All right, let's give offering time. It's not blessing time, oh, please. Say offering time, blessing time, not the new. Oh. There, there's no blessing time. I'm a blessed man. Amen. Amen. Uh, blessing time. Which one? What's blessing time? I'm always blessed. There's no time for my blessing. I'm blessed. All right. Offering time, giving time. Uh-huh. All right, let's put the account details on the screen and let's give. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. We're going to use this one month. I think this is the most intense teaching we've done on relationship in the new ever. We're going to complete the year. Sorry, not the year. The, um, what's the name? The month. Then we meet again at next conference. This generation, we have entered one leg together, all of us. All right, the account details on the screen. If you want to give, we want to partner with what God's doing. Your tithe, your offering. Please remember, um, if you are giving tithe, your goes to a local to your local assembly. All right, please your tithe to your local assembly because this is a general assembly. But your tithe should go to your local assembly. However, all right, you've given the right account details. Fantastic. So, but your tithe goes to your local assembly. All right, this is the account details on the screen. This is the general midweek service account details now the last tuesday of the month i don't know if it's next week but the last tuesday of this month would be a general next week so next week tuesday would be um um a physical service not online right here and it's going to be a relationship it's going to be so interesting
hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.